New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and today we're going to be continuing our study of Proverbs with chapter 18, and I will be reading from the English Standard Version. It says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. When wickedness comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes disgrace. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. It is not good to be partial to the wicked or to deprive the righteous of justice. A fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are a snare to his soul. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. A rich man's wealth is his strong city, and like a high wall in his imagination. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. A man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. The one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. The lot puts an end to quarrels and decides between powerful contenders. A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city, and quarreling is like the bars of a castle. From the fruit of a man's mouth his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. The poor use entreaties, but the rich answer roughly. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Well, as is always the case with Proverbs, there is so much rich truth in these 24 verses, but I think we can agree there is a pretty strong reoccurring theme in this passage regarding our words. You know, John 1.1 tells us that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And that word is Jesus Christ. He is the word. And all creation was summoned into being by his words. Is it any wonder then that Solomon, the one who was granted wisdom greater than any before or after him, would devote so much ink to this subject of tongue and words? Verse 21 puts it pretty clearly and very plainly. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. I think that Matthew twelve thirty three through 36 can help us understand this even greater. It tells us that the out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we are known by that fruit, by what we say, whether it's good or evil, that's what those verses are talking about. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. 
Jesus himself says to us in verses 36 and 37, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Wow, that's powerful. Jason Upton said, words have direction and declarations have destinations. We can never forget that every word we speak has purpose. It has movement. It matters. It's either moving towards life or death. It's seeking to create or to destroy. I've said it before, but words are not neutral. They have direction. They have a destination. And Jesus himself tells us that we will give account for every careless word spoken. That should be a strong conviction to us about how much words matter to he who is the word. Even our secular and unbelieving world to great degree understands this massive power of words. So many books, studies have been written about words and how they affect us. Words matter. John Bloom says, people die because of something said. Words can be weapons of mass destruction, launching holocausts and wars. Words can also be the death of marriages, families, friendships, churches, careers, hopes, understanding, reputations, missionary efforts, and governments. But people can also live because of words that are said. Words can be a tree of life, as Proverbs 15.4 showed us. Words reconcile peoples and make peace. The right words can make marriages sweet, families strong, and churches healthy. Words give hope to the despairing, advance understanding, and spread the very gospel of Jesus Christ. So we have a choice, church. What is coming out of our mouth today? And what does that say about what's in our hearts? Are we speaking life and healing and hope? Or are we making sword thrusts and daggers of death and despair? I encourage you to also read Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 20 for another very passage, very powerful passage on words. Verses 14 and 15 say, But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. Verses 19 and 20 go on to say, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. You know, we've heard it all our lives and actually disagreed with it probably all of our lives, but there we've all know the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. We all know how untrue that is. We all can point to scars in our own hearts and lives where words have made quite a difference and they have hurt us. Unfortunately, some of us can remember ways in which we've caused those scars and wounds in others with our words. Words matter church. From the very first words in Genesis to the last verses of Revelation, the power of words is made evident. So what do we learn today from Proverbs 18? How do we walk out into the rest of our day today? 
those that we see at work, at church, at school, at the grocery store, just as we're living life, how do we move forward with these words of wisdom from Solomon? Well, some of the practical things we see in this verse, in these verses, are to avoid isolation. In isolation, we tend to lose the ability to correctly judge things. We have a lack of sound judgment. So godly community is so important. We need each other, church. We need the body of Christ. So seek godly community. We also learn in multiple verses of this chapter that we need to seek first to understand, not just to share our own opinion or to give an answer before we've even heard. We need to shun gossip. We don't want to be the whisperer whose morsels go down into the inner parts of the body and defile them. We also have this beautiful verse 10 that gives us such a sweet place of hope in the midst of these admonitions. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. When we don't know how to respond to people around us, when we don't know how to react to the words that have been spoken to us, well, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. We run to him and he keeps us safe. We also see that we need to be humble. Humility comes before honor. We also want to make sure that we can seek knowledge and be teachable. I think a good way to end is, is how um, Solomon tells us in verse 23, the poor use entreaties, but the rich answer roughly. What this verse tells me is that how we say what we say matters about as much as what we say. We all know that tone um, and how we say something really affects how it's received. And so it's just as important how we say what we say as what we say. It matters. One other quote I've heard that I think is something I try to remember every day is that everything said must be true, but not everything true must be said. I feel sometimes as the church we've... Um, misunderstood maybe how important it is to speak the truth in love. Um, we want to speak the truth, but sometimes we forget that in love portion. And sometimes we forget that not everything true has to be said, that again, sometimes we need to listen more than we speak. And so that, let's like David pray, church, Psalm 141.3. It says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. We have before us life and death, church. Let's choose life. Our words matter. They have direction and they have the power of creation and destruction. One last thought I wanna leave you with. There are many studies and experiments that have been done on plants in which the same plants were placed in three separate rooms. In one room, only kind words were spoken to the plants. In a second room, harsh words were spoken. And in a third room, nothing was said at all. It was completely quiet. Results showed over and over again in very similar tests recreated multiple times that those plants, those living beings that were exposed to kind words grew more than the other two. They flourished more than the other two. If words can affect plants so profoundly, how can we not understand the very profound effect that they have on humans as well? Who can we encourage today? Who can we lift up with our words today? Will we? Church, I will be praying that each of us will continue to seek to speak words that lead to life and not to destruction. God is so faithful and he is our strong tower to run into. 
Be blessed and join us back here tomorrow for chapter 19 as we continue our study of Proverbs. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.